Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Reichel, and this is the Betting Bay Area Podcast and Believe Podcast. Now we're the Bay Area's number one sports podcast. Now we're the only place to show up for a team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in Perfect Directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. And you can find me personally at Reichel Radio on Twitter. On this week's show, we're going to be looking at weeks 14 through 17 in the upcoming NFL season for the San Francisco 49ers from a betting perspective, which means that this will be the last installment of the early preview of the San Francisco 49ers regular season, assuming that all 16 games will be happening. We've already gone through uh, the first 12 games that the 49ers will be playing, and we broke that down, but eventually, you know, it was going to have to end and we are officially at the last installment of this season breakdown. So without further ado, we're going to dive right in and talk about week, uh, week 14. As the Washington Redskins have to travel to take on the San Francisco 49ers. And the 49ers are a 14.5 point favorite. And that line is available at minus 110 on Bet Online. So diving into the Washington Redskins, definitely an interesting offseason for the Redskins. They made a lot of moves. First move to mention is a change in the coaching staff as they ended up bringing in Riverboat Ron Rivera as the head coach, as he will look to install a little bit more consistency and a little bit more discipline with the team, as they have been struggling to maintain any type of momentum or consistency over the last, I don't even know how long, honestly, at this point. It's been a long time. But if you look at the Redskins and their depth chart, they also made a couple of other moves. They ended up getting rid of Josh Norman as they ended up um, just deciding to move in a different direction. Uh, they still have Kendall Fuller, they still have Landon Collins, so they still have a decent, a somewhat decent secondary. Not really a big fan of Fabian Moreau as their number two corner, but they did get Ronald Darby, who could move into that number two corner spot, who might be able to provide a little bit of a spark. Other than that, they ended up bringing in Reuben Foster, the legally challenged uh, linebacker who the 49ers originally um, had, and he is... Uh, potentially going to make a difference here with the team. You don't really know because he hasn't really played that much over the course of his career, and he hasn't played since 2018. But he is right now projected to be the starter for the Redskins, so maybe he can you know, provide a little bit of a spark. They also got Thomas Davis, longtime linebacker, so maybe he can provide some consistency. And then you got the main addition to this defensive core, which was the second overall draft pick in Chase Young out of the Ohio State University, who is the favorite to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. He's expected to be a generational pass rush talent, and we'll see just how well he can perform. But the 49ers offensive line might have their hands full when it comes to dealing with this young phenom. Other than that, though, the offense still leaves a lot to be desired if you go down the actual depth chart. Dwayne Haskins is the starting quarterback. Pretty much enough said. Not really a big Haskins guy. He showed a couple of flashes late in the year before getting injured. But A, I don't know if he can stay healthy, and B, he did not look good at the majority of snaps that he was behind center. So I'm a little bit skeptical on how long his future will last in the NFL. For the running back position, you have two options. You have Adrian Peterson, who is still in the league, even though running backs uh, tend to 
pretty much finished their careers at roughly 33, 34. So Peterson is 35, and he ran for roughly 900 yards last year, and he didn't even play in every game. So he had a pretty solid year last year. And you also have Darius Geis, who has been pretty solid ever since he came out of LSU, whenever he is on the field. The only problem is that he is never on the field as he is injured all the time. And if you've looked through his career so far up to this point, he really hasn't played that much. Uh, he only played in five games last year. Uh, he ended up rushing for 245 uh, yards with two touchdowns. He had a long run of uh, 60, and he also had 79 receiving yards. So he is a pretty solid running back, uh, only being 22 years old. The only problem is that he's never healthy, and one has to wonder if he'll even be healthy uh, by the time Week 14 comes around for this matchup. The receiving core, they still have Terry McLaurin, who was very solid last year. And they also drafted Antonio Gandy-Golden, who I was a huge fan of out of Liberty. Other than that, though, you got Steven Sims, you got Kelvin Harmon, and your tight end Jordan Reed basically retired as he still is dealing with concussion issues. So uh, you have Jeremy Sprinkle, because Vernon Davis is no longer on the roster. And you also got Logan Thomas. The offensive line also isn't that great. You have a couple of veterans with Morgan Moses and Brandon Shreef. But the offense is terrible. And the defense is decent, so I'm really concerned with how the Redskins will be able to score enough points to remain competitive over the course of the season. I think the Redskins will be underwhelming. I think they'll finish probably somewhere around 5-11, and 4-12. I really just don't think it will be a very successful year for Riverboat Ron, as they definitely need more weapons on offense. But for the sake of this spread, 14.5 does sound kind of right to me. The Redskins' defense should be very solid, but the offense should be... Uh, pretty much trapped in a box against the 49ers. So I think this game should be low scoring. I would lean to the under, but at the end of the day, 49ers minus 14.5 seems like the right side here. The Redskins should score, what, like 10 points max in this game? Their offense really is that bad. And I think the 49ers have the ability to potentially score 25 or more. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see this game finish somewhere in the realm of 27 to 10. So for that reason, I'll lean to the 49ers there. I think the defensive lines on both sides... Should perform pretty well, but I expect Haskins to turn the ball over a couple times, throw two or three interceptions, and I think Bosa and the rest of that defensive line should be able to overwhelm the Redskins, whose offensive line I'd say is underwhelming at three of the five positions. So for that reason, I think this is a bad matchup for Washington. I think they will struggle traveling to the West Coast. So for that reason, 49ers minus 14.5 and minus 110 on battle line is the play that I'm going to be looking at for Week 14. Now moving in to... Week 15 discussion, we'll be talking about a primetime matchup once again, in which what feels like the, I don't know, 30th primetime matchup for the 49ers this season uh, definitely makes sense, uh, considering the fact that they ended up making the Super Bowl last year, and they are the best team out of California, so I'm not surprised the NFL is trying to uh, give them all the primetime spots they can possibly handle. This one will be... An entertaining one is the 49ers will be traveling on the road to Jerry World as they will be taking on the Dallas Cowboys. And the line currently available is a pick'em, and that is minus 110 on both sides at Bet Online. For this matchup, even though I understand that Dallas is at home and Dallas tends to perform pretty well in the dome, I got a link to the 49ers here. I just think they're the better overall team. The question that you have to ask yourself for the Cowboys, with the new coach and the changes they made to personnel, are they really worth being a three-point underdog to the 49ers on a neutral? 
And the answer is, I don't think so. I think they should be a larger underdog on a neutral. I think the trial would be around four and a half to five. Breaking down the, the moves, I mentioned how the Redskins got rid of their coach and they ended up bringing in Ron Rivera. The Cowboys finally decided to move on from Jason Garrett and they ended up signing Mike McCarthy, uh, who ended up winning a Super Bowl with Green Bay before he wore out his welcome with Aaron Rodgers and that relationship turned toxic. Cowboys still have some questions. Dak Prescott still has not been given his massive contract or I should say Prescott has not signed his massive contract because apparently there have been conflicting reports on what he's been offered. Uh, but I'm assuming Prescott will be the quarterback for the Cowboys this season. If not, it will be Andy Dalton, who is still a very capable backup. But for the sake of this, I'm assuming Pres Prescott will start by week 15. So Prescott will be starting. You still have Elliott in the backfield. Amari Cooper got signed a massive extension. They still have Michael Gallup. They ended up drafting C.D. Lamb in the first round. So the offense has been uh, uh, even more uh, stacked from the uh, skill position areas. But the question you have to wonder is about the offensive line now. As Travis, Travis Frederick, who was an All-Pro at center, officially announced his retirement as he had some medical issues and he decided to uh, move on from football. I don't know how long that retirement will last, but he will not be playing the season at all. Cowboys addressed that a little bit during the offseason as they ended up drafting Tyler Bietis out of Wisconsin to potentially take his place, but he's still relatively raw, and you have to wonder if Bietis will be starting immediately as a rookie or if they will give him one year to learn the playbook and to adjust. So that remains to be seen. Uh, you still have Tyron Smith, who's been getting up there in age. Uh, you have Connor Williams, who is a little bit underwhelming. Joe Looney at center. Zach Martin, who's phenomenal. And Lael Collins, who's phenomenal as well. So the Cowboys' offensive line is still very solid, but definitely not as sturdy as it used to be, which is something that is worth keeping in mind. And they also finally moved on from Jason Witten, uh, who ended up going to Oakland, and Blake Jarwin and Dalton Schultz should have more reps to showcase their skills in a very underrated tight end core. But the main question marks regarding this Cowboys team will be the defense as they brought in a couple of new faces and they also let some talent go and you have to wonder how well this team will perform. Uh, going through the defense, they still have Demarcus Lawrence who was a little bit underwhelming last year but still very talented. They ended up signing Gerald McCoy to the defensive tackle spot along with newcomer Dontari Poe. So their defensive line looks pretty good, along with Tyrone Crawford. They also brought uh, Alden Smith out of retirement, who officially got reinstated, and he could potentially make an impact. Randy Gregory, as far as I know, has still not been reinstated, but there is a chance that he could also rejoin the team. Defensive line, though, not bad. Definitely a decent team, assuming Gerald McCoy and Dontari Post still have something left in the tank. Linebacking core, they still have Leighton Vander Esch, who was very solid when healthy. But he had some serious injury issues last year, and you have to wonder if he will be able to stay healthy over the course of this season. They also have Jalen Smith, phenomenal middle linebacker, and Sean Lee, who is very good whenever he is healthy, but he's also had health issues throughout the entirety of his career. The secondary, though, is the main area of concern for this Cowboys team, as they have Chidobi Awuzie as their number one corner, and Trayvon Diggs, a rookie, as their number two corner, along with Jordan Lewis and Anthony Brown. Main reason why is because they ended up letting Byron Jones walk as he got paid a ton of money and en route to Miami. So the Cowboys decided to save some salary and not pay him a massive extension. Um, other than that, though, they ended up bringing HaHa Clinton Dix as the strong safety uh, for this team. And they also have Xavier Woods, who has been known to lay the wood at the safety spot after losing uh, Jeff Heath. So definitely a lot of new face on this defense. I, still, I think the defense is okay, but the secondary is very concerning for me with a Wuzier being your number one corner. I think that could be a potentially serious red flag. 
They brought in rookie Reggie Robinson, the second who maybe could move up the depth charts as he was pretty solid in college, but I'm a little bit uh, concerned by that. And it also is worth mentioning they did pick up Greg Zerline as a kicker, despite signing Kai Forbeth, who didn't miss a kick all season long after bringing him in over the last couple of weeks. So Zerline can hit for roughly 60, so special teams shouldn't be an issue. And the Cowboys should be a very solid team. I think they could easily uh, be uh, contending for an NFC East title, and I think they will go head-to-head with the Eagles, so this game should be very important for both sides here. For this game, though, I'm going to wait to the 49ers. At the end of the day, the Cowboys' offensive line isn't as dominant as it used to be, and that secondary is a bit concerning. The 49ers, even though I think they're going to be relying heavily on the ground game for the course of the season, I still think that they should be able to pick apart this Cowboys secondary with their short passing scheme, and I think the play action should set up a couple of deep passes, potentially to Ayuk on the outside. And even though Kittle is phenomenal and the Cowboys linebacker core is still pretty good, I just think Kittle is better than all the linebackers that the Cowboys have to offer. Jalen Smith, even though he is an elite-level middle linebacker, he's more of a tackling guy. I don't really think of him as being a superior coverage guy. And Van Der Esch is also a great tackling guy, not the greatest in coverage, a little bit slower. So I think Kittle should have a decent performance against the Cowboys. This game will be close, but at the end of the day, I have to leave the 49ers. I think they are the better overall team. And I think if they get after Dak Prescott, which they should, they should be able to force a couple of turnovers. So for that reason... Lean to the 49ers. Pick them at minus 110 at Online. Now, before we get into week 16 and 17, we're going to take a quick break and have a word from our sponsors. While you're waiting this out at home with us, you can still have some fun betting with our partner, BetOnline.ag. No NBA, no NHL, no MLB, and no problems whatsoever. BetOnline still has you covered. They still have hundreds of games, events, and sports to wager on. NASCAR is back. They have Madden NBA 2K simulations. They have UFC lines. And they also have online casino options with poker and blackjack. And be sure to check out the final dance with roundtable interviews, including ex-Chicago Bulls, Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright, Craig Hodges, and Ron Harper, as they discuss the Michael Jordan documentary in full. There's still a lot of fun to be had, so go to betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100 to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Once again, that's betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100. BetOnline, your online wagering solution. Welcome back, everyone, to the Betting Barrier Podcast. We just finished going through weeks 14 and 15 of the upcoming NFL season for the San Francisco 49ers. And without further ado, we're going to dive right into week 16 as the San Francisco 49ers will remain on the road and they will have to travel to Arizona to take on the Cardinals in this divisional showdown. The 49ers are a minus five, so they are a five point favorite in this matchup, and that is available at minus 110 on Bet Online. Now, for this game, I might actually surprise some people. I'm going to take the Cardinals in this spot. I think this makes a lot of sense considering the fact that the 49ers will be in the middle of a sandwich situation after coming off what most likely will be a tough Sunday night game the week prior against the Cowboys. And then they also have the Seahawks on deck for Week 17. So I wouldn't be surprised to see the 49ers potentially come out a little bit flat in this game as it's a little bit of a trap spot after such a hard primetime matchup and leading up to a huge divisional showdown against the team that most likely will finish in second place in the division. I wouldn't be surprised to see the 49ers have a little bit of a letdown, similarly to what happened last year against the Atlanta Falcons. The Cardinals, this will be the second matchup uh, that they will be having against the 49ers, and the Cardinals did play the 49ers relatively closely uh, last year, so, uh, so I think it definitely makes a lot of sense. 
49ers, it makes sense for this team to be favored in this spot, but I do think five points is a little bit too much. I think this line should be around three, maybe even three and a half, give or take. So I think five is a little bit uh, on the high side. Uh, the Cardinals, with a lot of weapons here, they still they brought in DeAndre Hopkins. The offensive line should look better, and I do expect this Cardinals offense to look a lot more fluid in the second year of Kingsbury's system. And Kyler Murray has the mobility to extend plays, which should definitely help uh, this receiving core buy some extra time against the 49 secondary, which could lead to some big plays downfield. At the end of the day, Arizona, I'm not really sure if fans will be there, so I'm not sure if home field will mean much, but Arizona definitely looked a lot better inside of their dome than they did on the road last season, and I think they should continue to play well at home as well. So, uh, plus it is worth mentioning, the 49ers, even though they're playing in Texas, will have to travel to Arizona uh, on a relatively short week after playing Sunday night, so they should get in to Arizona maybe on, it really depends, but maybe on Tuesday or so. So they might be a little bit behind schedule there. They could come out a little bit flat. Uh, do I think the 49ers will win this game? Probably. Would it surprise me if the Cardinals end up pulling out a victory here? No. But at the end of the day, I do think five points is a little bit too much for the 49ers on the road here. So for that reason, I think the value is available on the Cardinals at plus five. And that will be where I will be leaning for this matchup. Cardinals, even though I think they'll finish in last in the NFC West, that's just a true testament to how difficult the NFC West is, and I think the Cardinals are still a pretty good football team. I just think the Rams, the Seahawks, and the 49ers are better on any given Sunday. But for this spot here, I think it's a very good spot for the Cardinals, and I think they should be able to take advantage of that spot in route to a home cover. So for Week 16, I like the Cardinals, plus 5 and minus 110 on Bet Online, And that takes us into... The, season, the regular season finale, uh, which hopefully will be as entertaining as last year's regular season finale in a matchup between the same two teams, the Seattle Seahawks and the San Francisco 49ers. However, unlike last year, this matchup will be taking place in San Francisco in Week 17, unlike last year, which took place in Seattle, which all came down to that one-yard uh, stop by the 49ers as McAllister was tackled at the one, which got the 49ers the victory as well as the number one seed in the NFC which ended up carrying them to a Super Bowl appearance. Now, the 49ers in this game are a 6.5-point favorite at minus 110 on Bet Online. Uh, in the first game this season in the matchup, I already talked about how I thought the Seahawks would win because it's at home, and they tend to play very closely. I think 6.5 is too big of a spread in this matchup. These two teams tend to play within four points or so almost every time they play. Seven points maximum, but usually around 1-6 to six for margin. So for that reason, I do think that this spread is a little bit too high for the 49ers. Uh, the Seahawks definitely should be in a much more precarious situation going into this game. 49ers, in my opinion, are the best team in the division by a decent margin. Seattle is not as sharp as it was last year, especially with Clowney remaining unsigned. And even though I don't know where he is going to sign, Seattle should be a, a little bit more uncertain about their playoff position because there is a decent chance they will be fighting for a wild card spot, and that is no guarantee. Where personally, I wouldn't be surprised to see the 49ers clinch a division title with, I'd say, two weeks to go, three weeks to go. I really think the 49ers could finish the season roughly 12 and 4, 13 and 3, so to speak, and I think Seattle should finish somewhere around 10 and 6, maybe 11 and 5. So I do think the 49ers will finish probably two games ahead of Seattle uh, by regular season's end which means that 
I don't know if the 49ers are going to take this game seriously. There is a chance that they could uh, be fighting for seeding in the NFC, where they could be going for home field throughout once again. But in reality, I think Seattle should be on the fence uh, without a playoff berth officially clinched at this point in time. So I do think they will be very motivated for this game. And once again, that's complete speculation on my part and how I think the regular season will unfold. But I think there's a better chance of the 49ers finishing in first place than Seattle has of finishing in first place, which means that this game should have bigger playoff implications for Seattle than it should for San Francisco because Seattle might not have a playoff berth officially under control. So for that reason, I'm going to lead to Seattle. I expect a very uh, tough showing, everything uh, being thrown at the kitchen sink, uh, everything but the kitchen sink, you know, uh, being thrown by Seattle as they will do whatever they can to win this game. But then they're going to win this game. I don't know. I'd probably lead to San Francisco. But six and a half, you're giving Russell Wilson six and a half points there. That's a little bit much. So for that reason, I'll lead to Seattle plus six and a half. I think you should see the 49ers win this game potentially by, what, three to four points. Seems like every game they play is decided by a field goal or so. So for that reason, I'm willing to the Seahawks plus six and a half at minus 110 on bet online because I think that is where value can be found. So before we wrap up uh, once again on the last installment of the regular season preview for the 49ers, we're going to recap weeks 14 through 17 once again extremely quickly. Uh, week 14, I like the 49ers minus 14 and a half at minus 110 on bet on the line against the Redskins. Redskins don't have enough offense. I just think the 49ers should win somewhere in the realm of 27 to 10, so to speak. Then weeks, uh, week 15, you have Sunday Night Football 49ers traveling on the road to take on the Cowboys. That one is available at a pick'em at minus 110 on bet on the line. I like the 49ers there. Uh, I think that the Cowboys, despite being a solid team overall, I just think the 49ers are a better overall team. And I think the Cowboys uh, in the Dome, I think the 49ers should do a pretty good job of pressuring Dak Prescott en route to a road victory. So lean to the 49ers at Pickham there. Then week 16, I like the Cardinals plus 5.5 against the 49ers at minus 110 on bet online. I just think that's too many points to give a divisional team at home. Uh, in the second meeting here, especially with the uh, scheduling for the 49ers having to play the Cowboys at night the week before and having to play Seattle the week after. Not really a great spot, potentially a letdown spot there. So lean to the Cardinals um, plus the five. And other than that, you have week 17, which is going to be between the Seattle Seahawks and the uh, San Francisco 49ers, which hopefully will live up to last year's hype. And I think the six and a half is a little bit too uh, too high of a spread. So I will lean to the Seahawks plus six and a half at minus 110 on bet online. Other than that, though, that's going to be the installment of the Betting Barrier podcast. We just finished going through the entire preview for the San Francisco 49ers upcoming regular season. As for next week, not really sure what we're going to be doing because baseball seems to be in question. I could go through a potential uh, regular season uh, just preview for the San Francisco Giants which could be an option, but I really don't know if there's going to be a season. So we might have to play that by ear, but we'll see. And uh, if anything changes in the MLB with regard to the uh, negotiations between the union and the actual MLB, I will let you know. I could also just do an MLB breakdown video and just talk about where the discussion stands so far, and we can take it from there. But other than that, though, that's going to do it for this installment of the Betting Barrier podcast on Thursday, June 4th. And good luck to all of you and your respective bets today. Bye, everyone. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, 
you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.